You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Hey, set. Hi, everybody. Gail Craft here with the Empowering Process Podcast. And I have with me this amazing woman. And her name is, it's Liz. It's actually Elizabeth, but I call her Liz Erlinson. And she has this amazing facility called Renovate Fitness. It's not a place where you just go to work out. It has a whole lot of other things that are done there. She is all about working with injuries, working with food problems. She's... I'm telling you, has done wonders for my body, both my health and my fitness. So welcome, Liz. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do right now. Thank you, Gail. Um, yeah, so I own a fitness studio, but it's more like a wellness center. Um, we work with people who want to lose weight and have injuries, and we do that in a wide variety of ways. We do it combining fitness, nutrition, supplements, and um, some other stuff. So it's very personalized. Um, so we're, we're a bit different than your typical gym. Yeah, definitely personalized. What did I say one time? It's the non-gym gym. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. we're the kind of gym that people are so comfortable. They take their shoes off when they come in. They just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is is like um, being at home. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges people have, um, even coming for their first session with you, right? Their first exploratory session, some of the things that you deal with to get people past their fear um, and then staying motivated, staying in the, keeping their head in the game. That I think is really, really, really key for for me as well, you know, with my, with my clients, keeping their head in the game, they come to me and then they don't do the homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your money, but you know, yep. not going to see any change here. Right. So, um, so let's talk, let's back up and talk about what life was like for you before you got into this industry and why you entered it. Yeah, so I actually went to school for health, fitness, and nutrition right out of high school. Um, but we all know what happens. And life is crazy. And so it took me on a different path for many, many years. And I was basically jack of all trades. I was never satisfied, never happy with a job, worked there for a year, two years, sometimes three years, and then moved on. Um, jumped from industry to industry. Uh, and it's because I just wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, which is definitely wellness. Um, I was always in the wrong field. So, um, yeah, before I started doing this, um, I guess I just uh, was kind of lost in life and uh, not happy and didn't know, you know, because I think it's very typical with people. They they're in this space where they're just kind of going through like the motions, almost living like the American dream, right? They have this great job and great benefits and they have kids and they have a house and everything is so perfect. But in reality, they're just not happy. 
Um, so that was me, right? I have two beautiful children and a roof over my head and a great husband. And um, I had a great job, good pay, full benefits. I mean, you name it, I should have been happy. And there was just something missing. Um, so actually what changed my life was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Speech That Broke the Internet. Um, somebody told me to watch that and I did. And it was like a light bulb in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm wasting my life sitting at a desk all day in a corner office, like with no windows. Like I was just like, what am I doing? So, um, so that was pretty much the moment that changed my life. And it was my aha moment, right? It was like the time when I realized that I was unhappy. Like I had never realized until then, right? Cause I, no one ever tested me. No one was ever like, are you sure this is what you should be doing? People were like, oh, that's great. This, you know, you're working your way through, you're doing great. You're getting promoted. Things are awesome. Um, I think that on the outside, I looked really happy, but on the inside I wasn't. And that was like when I really figured that out. So now I try to get other people to figure that out, right? That's like almost my purpose in life. Yes, it's to make sure that people are healthier and taking care of themselves and making time for themselves, but but really it's to give them that aha moment. Um, when I see that someone's not happy, I can tell, right? Cause I've been there. And um, so I try really hard to, to do that, to help people. Right. So, um, so you got back, you got into the industry that you originally went to school for. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, two years ago, and we won't use the the C word anymore because it really doesn't matter. But during very a very poor economic time to be opening a business, you opened a a business brick and mortar, which means you have a site when brick and mortar was being closed down. <laughs> Yeah, in my defense, I actually started my gym in my house in mm -hmm. July of 2019. So um, I had been working, I think I got my first clients in like October, November-ish. Um, and then I had signed my lease. I had decided, okay, this is definitely it. This is what I want to do. This is awesome. And uh, I quit my job March 1st and I signed my lease March 15th. So if I had waited like two more weeks, I probably wouldn't have done this. Um, so worst timing ever, but actually best timing ever, because if I didn't do it, then I probably wouldn't have done it. Right. Because you would have had a chance to second guess yourself. Yes. Right. One of the things that I talk about for myself, I do a lot of yeah, thinking things through, but there's a point where I just say, pardon my French, everyone, fuck it. And I hold my nose and I know, and I'm jumping in and I know I don't have all the information. I know I don't have all of the facts, but I also know if I wait much longer planning, I won't do it. Yeah. Right. 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 So there's a point where the fear is at its optimal and you can tell that the fear is peaking and it will win if you let it. Yes. Right. Right. And if I had waited, it would have won. Yep. It absolutely would have won. So, you know, so congratulations. And so you had to, you know, uh, pay rent for a facility that you couldn't use, but it gave you a chance to set it up and get it ready while you still continued with clients, um, but online. Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because I budgeted 
Uh, so I had no idea what I was doing. I had never done this before. And there are so many things I did wrong, but I had budgeted, <laughs> I had saved money and budgeted for three to six months of not paying myself. And if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, you're probably laughing at that because that's not enough. <laughs> and on top of that, I went from a 400 square foot basement to a, at the time we only had the first floor. So it was like 13, 1400 square feet. And so it looked empty. There was like nothing in here. And I had not budgeted for that. I, I had nothing to set up. Right. So I came and I was like, Oh, it's going to be great. And then it was like, okay, we have an empty room and a half full room. This is so weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't even know how we survived because the first three months I didn't make any money, you know, we just lost tons of money because we weren't open. Right. So um, to know that I did that and made it through all that, I'm, I like pat myself on the back for that. because <laughs> You should definitely, if you're thinking, if you're watching this and you're thinking about starting your own business, don't budget for three to six months, budget for like two years. <laughs> Seriously, for two, for two years. And for some, you know, it is three to six months. Um, so I have this formula when I'm working with someone who is in corporate and they're planning their own business. Um, and it's one that they can do on the side that there is a comfort level, right? So how much money do you need to make a month for you to be comfortable quitting your job? Let's say $3,000 or $6,000, doesn't matter, whatever it is for the individual. Okay, cool. Now, how many months in a row do you need to make that for you to feel comfortable that you will stay on that trajectory? Some people, no, once I get it, I know I got it. Other people, it's like, ah, oh, three months, some people, six months, right? So whatever that comfort level is, that is your turning point to give your notice. And for some people, they leave sooner because they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Six months, I don't need six months, I'm fine, right? Um, so you did not do that. <laughs> nope. Right? I was like, that's if you great. don't budget, if you don't budget for, um, for not generating enough income, right? And you've had ups and downs ever since, but what's really, really important to me and what this conversation really is about is, so now you have this business, which is about fitness and about health. And your job is to convince people, number one, that there's room for improvement, right? With their health, with their fitness. Um, for me, it was not only with my phys physical and my health, but also my endurance, right? Um, there's room for improvement. And once they start to stick with it. So talk about, you know, what are some of the things that you like to talk about with people when, we, when you first meet with them about the advantages that they could see? And then let's talk about when people check out on you. Yeah, so um, the first thing we do is we sit down for a consultation because every person is a little different. Some people are self-motivated and some people are not. Um, so getting to the root of that and really figuring out what kind of person that person is individually is important. Um, and finding out what everyone's goals are. So what's going to drive you isn't the same thing that's going to drive someone else, right? So, um, so sitting down for 
typically 30 to 60 minutes and really diving into who you are as a person, what you are looking for, what you actually need. Um, so that's step one. So once I know that, then I know what drives you. I know how to keep you accountable. And everything we do is so personalized that I'm able to, to do that with every person that comes here. And so if I notice that somebody is slacking and falling off track, I'm the first one to be like, what's going on? You know, is there something going on outside of the gym? Do you need to talk to someone? Like, what is it? What can I do to help you? Do you need a different schedule? Um, what is it? So a few things that we do that are a little different than your typical gym. One, we put you on a schedule. So you always come the same days, the same times. So there's no like, hey, hop in when you have time. No, because you know, you're not going to do that. So if you don't show up for your class, I'm like, where the heck are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you know. And then on top of that, when are you going to make it up? Because we can't have you be missing days because then you're not going to get results. Um, another thing we do is we do commitments. And I know how people feel about commitments. And they're like, oh, I'm locked in for six months or 12 months or whatever it happens to be. Um, but really, I look at how long is it going to take you to hit that goal that you want? that's how long your commitment should be. Because if you really want to hit that goal, then this is how long it's going to take. So that's the commitment. That's what you're signing up for. You're not signing up for, you know, a yo-yo diet or to learn how to, you know, do something for three months and then stop doing it. This is a lifestyle change. I teach, I try really hard to teach people wellness, right? Like being healthy is not something you temporarily do. It's something you do for the rest of your life. So you make this commitment that you're going to continue to do forever. So especially with nutrition, I find that people go on a lot of these diets and stuff. And one, they're not really healthy. And two, they're not sustainable. So that's great that you lost 20 pounds, but you, it's because you stopped drinking soda and eating pizza. Well, are you going to stop drinking soda and eating pizza forever? No, right? So now you start eating pizza again and you gain it all back. So it, it's finding ways to be sustainable. And that might not have been the best example because you probably shouldn't be eating pizza and drinking soda. But <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like giving up gluten. Like, okay, that's great. Are you going to give up gluten forever? Are you never going to eat a chocolate cake again? Like if you're not, great, give it up. But if you are then that's probably not the best thing for you to be doing. So let's find ways to be sustainable. Right. It's basically take, taking your habits and, um, and just staying in the same vein, but making healthier choices that work for you. Yeah, right? we have a good, better, best theory here. So yeah. always trying to be better, never trying to be perfect. And it works really well. Right. 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 So it's, it's good enough. So, um, so then you've got the people who, um, who kind of check out. So I'll talk about, you know, me as a coach, you know, first of all, to be brave enough to schedule a meeting with me to begin with, congratulations, that takes brass balls, right? Because it's admitting to at least me, if no one else, that something's broken. I have news for you guys. There's not a person in the world breathing who's not broken. So welcome to the human race. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something to be worked, worked on. Um, so making that first meeting is really, really critical. 
Um, and then usually I, I hear, I don't even know you and I can't believe I'm telling you this, but in the first meeting. So that's how comfortable I try to make that conversation. So people know yes. that they're coming to me without judgment. They're, you know, I, I really don't care what your beliefs and priorities are. I care about you becoming the best version of you. Right. Yes. Um, but even with that, free, and I have a commitment frequently, not always, but frequently I get two scenarios. One is now transference is done and I'm to blame for all of the problems that they have. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Right. Like you said this, I'm like, well, I, we record our meeting. So you want to go back and see exactly what I said. <laughs> right? I don't think I said that. Um, so it's good for teaching people about interpretation, but the other is I start to get excuses why the homework isn't done. And honestly, how you do one thing is how you do everything in your life. And so if you're making excuses to me of why you don't show up, you're making excuses to your boss while you're not there 100%. You're making excuses to your children while you're not there for them. You're making excuses to your husband while you're not there for him. So if you're making excuses, you're making excuses to Liz while you're not showing up, right? Yep. Um, and so I am sure you get similar scenarios. What are some of the things that you face and how do you help navigate them? So, um, I think I face a lot of the same kinds of stuff where people are making excuses. Um, everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. So making time for yourself is really important, whether that's for um, growing as a person, being, you know, working with you and growing as a person, or if that's, you know, trying to be healthier and working with someone like me, any way that you could do something for yourself is really important. And it doesn't even have to be with like someone like us. It can be going and getting your nails done. It could be going and getting that massage. It's just that self-care, that doing something for yourself. And so, I find that that's really hard for a lot of people to understand. So that's one of the things that I see. Um, another one I see, which always frustrates me, but I'm like, okay, you know, um, is when somebody's here for six months or 12 months and they get the results that they want and then they stop. And I'm like, okay, so are you going to continue doing this on your own? Because if you are, that's fantastic. I, that's all I could ever hope for, right, is that I teach someone how to take what I have taught them and do it on their own, because then I know at that point that they've grown to the point where this has become sustainable for them as a person, and they don't need me anymore, and that makes me really happy. But nine times out of 10, that's not the case, right? It's just that people are busy, and they decide, well, I already hit my goals, so I don't have to continue. Um, so trying to make people understand that, okay, well, if you don't continue doing what we've been doing, that you're, you're just going to fall back into the same trap. And um, this is, this is, again, like I said earlier, it's a lifestyle change. It's something that you need to do consistently for the rest of your life if you want to be healthy. Um, so I see a lot of different things with people, but uh, it's very, very common that people need the motivation and accountability, but that's where we come in, right? That's our job is to to give that to them. That's why they pay us. 
I mean, you can go online and go on YouTube and find a workout video, you know, there's a billion of them, right? I didn't, I didn't invent the workouts, you know, I mean, we have our own style that we do that I program myself, but I didn't invent these, you know, so you could, yeah, technically I even have videos on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and watch me and do my workouts. Right. But are you going to, so that's, that's what people pay us for is the accountability and yeah, being there for them. You know, and for, for me, so um, I like the personal trainer or small classes, big class. I won't, I won't show up. I will show up once or twice, but if it's too big, I will not come back. Well, you I, get lost in the crowd too. You I know? get lost in the crowd and um, I get lost in the energy of others, you know, for me personally. But um, when I'm working with a one-to-one trainer, I don't want to disappoint them and not show up, right? That's right. That is for most people making a commitment to someone else. It's easier for people to keep that commitment than a commitment to themselves, right? Which is very, very interesting. And then, right, in a small group, I enjoy getting into, you know, showing up and Thing. So, so how did you survive this week? Right. How was your weekend? Right. And then the, two days later, um, my arms are killing me. Yes. I couldn't even lift. Right. Right. And the first time that you did the 3d three dimensional. You know, oh yeah. Scan. Right. I, I looked at the group and I went, I don't know about you, but I took a look at my scan and I'm like, I look like crap. And everyone else went, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh thanks you. It's not just me. Right. (laughs) Yes. It's very, um, uh, detailed, (laughs) very, very detailed. Isn't it? You can't hide the flab guys. Um, so, so when people make excuses, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, I call it living life on the hamster wheel, right? right? We, we are accustomed to doing things by route. We create habits for ourselves or routines for ourselves to make life easier. We get up at 5.30 in the morning, we turn on the coffee, we get the kids up, we get, you know, right? We have a routine, but then we go beyond the routine to get things going and we get stuck in a rut um, of non-creativity and non-committal. Right. And so what happens is a lot of times, at least for me, and I can only talk about myself, guys, so I'm not going to pointing fingers at anybody. I know my experience has been it is so easy for me. One of the things that I do is I have certain hours that I do social media and then I shut it off because if I don't, guys, I will not stop. <laughs> right. Oh, something's happening on LinkedIn. Oh, I need to post this. Oh, something's happening on Facebook. I need to. Oh, right. So I give myself an hour, hour and a half in the morning. And then I'm off of it until the afternoon, right? Because I will get into the rut of responding to that ding. I have my notifications off. Me too. For a reason, right? Because (laughs) I found myself going to it and not getting any work done because like Pavlov's dog, right? And so that kind of a rut, that kind of uh, um, living on the hamster wheel and not getting anywhere slips in 
right? Um, to your clients, or at least to my clients. I know it's, I am in danger of that happening all of the time. I'm a gamester. You want to give, give me game? I will get on and I will play the game and I will um, binge watch, right? So right now we're binge watching Fringe, <laughs> right? I am a binger too. Right? Right? <laughs> I actually don't watch shows anymore because I know myself and I know I will binge it. Right, right. And so, and so we, I put the TV on at a certain time and we maybe watch it until nine o'clock. So maybe two hours, three hours, maybe. Right. But I could watch the damn thing all day. Right. And maybe not even go to sleep. Right. And watch it all night. So, <laughs> so, <Yep>. so <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, especially that show at the end of each show, my daughter's like, holy crap. I can't believe it. I'm like, because I've seen it. So I know what's going on. And I'm like, do you want to watch the next episode? She's like, but it's nine o'clock. I'm like, nope, let's shut it off. <laughs> right. See, that's good self-control. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if it's the weekend, eh, that's in question. Um, so just take that. Like I said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. How do you help your clients um, gain those boundaries and that self-control so that they do show up, right? Um, what are some, give me a specific incidents, one or two clients that um, in particular were a struggle to turn around, but when they did, it was amazing. Um, I think for the most part, that would be nutrition. So I find that people are gonna eat what they wanna eat, right? So the way that I do nutrition is I sit down with someone individually. So every person that comes get their own, gets their own individual nutrition coaching and, it, and every person does it. So um, what does that mean? It means that for seven days, they send me pictures of everything that they eat. And then after seven days, we sit down and we talk about it. So I think um, a lot of the struggles, and this has been with more than one client, um, is people have these, what I would call eating disorders, um, but they don't think of it that way. And it's um, like, okay, I eat one meal a day. Okay, I don't eat um, uh, intermittent fasting, but it's not really, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so working with those people on an individual basis seems to help and uh, doing weekly check-ins. Um, we actually just started doing starting in January, we're going to have um, like uh, nutrition meetings on Saturdays. So people can come and sit in a circle and everybody can kind of talk and relate to each other and help each other out. And um, if someone's struggling with something, then somebody else is probably struggling with that same thing. So talking about, you know, oh, well, this works for me and this works for me and holding each other accountable, I think will be really helpful. Um, but right now I do that, right? So, so I guess um, one uh, example, right, would be somebody who, which there's a few of these, don't, they just don't eat. So um, helping them to get over that fear of, okay, if I eat too much, I'm going to be fat, um, because that's not true. And especially if you're exercising, you're going to get sick if you don't eat enough. Um, oh, yes, we had that in my class. Yes. <laughs> I think there's one in almost every class, to be yeah. honest. It's a very common thing. People get so um, into these fad diets and um, 
I don't know what it is, but they're brainwashed into thinking that they can't eat or they're going to gain weight. Um, and they don't understand that they need to eat in order to improve their metabolism. So they don't gain weight. Um, <laughs> along with, you know, getting all the nutrients that you need, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then, um, I, for fitness, I guess an example would be, um, you know, uh, oh, so there was a person who, um, wasn't showing up to class consistently, right? So coming was supposed to come three days a week and was consistently coming one day a week or not at all. So, um, because everything we do is so personalized, I actually reached out to them and sat down with them. And I figured out that there was some personal stuff going on in their life and they just needed a different time, right? The time just didn't work for them, but they didn't want to reach out because they were afraid that, um, that I was going to yell at them or be upset with them for missing so many classes. Right. So they just kept avoiding and avoiding, and then it turned into not coming and not coming. And it turns out they just needed a different time. You know, um, and that's happened before uh, to the point where I actually started doing Zoom with someone because she didn't want to leave her house um, because of the whole COVID thing and uh, just not feeling comfortable, even though we are very, very clean. <laughs> and the groups are very, very small. And she was actually one on one. So there was nobody here while she was here. But it was just a, a mental thing, like leaving the house. So we worked on that too. And she's actually back now. Um, she's mentally ready to be outside of her house. So I actually helped her with that as well. But um, yeah, so really just people just need extra attention. You know, sometimes you say things to someone that nobody else has ever said to them. And it, it creates that light bulb moment, like, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. So um, yeah, trying to give them that aha moment so that they realize Oh, there's other ways to do this, right? It's not like one size fits all. So, so you know, I've I've been like taking notes as you were talking, of course, and <laughs> things <laughs> things that um, popped into my mind as you were talking um, is changing self image and the fear of making mummy or daddy angry right um so i'll give you a story of a dear friend who's passed away recently um and you know her and i have been friends forever and she was bulimic and i had gone to lunch with her one time now i'm not a small girl big girl and i eat i may be on a food plan but i eat and she maybe weighed 105 pounds soaking wet uh and ate as much as me and then went to the bathroom and i as soon as she did that i went oh shit right so we got back to her house and um i got a chance to pull her husband aside and i said do you know your wife is bulimic and he said no she's not and i said oh please how many times has she visited the bathroom after you feed him Right. Well, he never addressed it because he was he was a king of avoidance and um, she ended up passing away from um, septic because her intestines burst and she maybe weighed 80 pounds. I'm not sure. You know, um, it was very painful. She was in agony until they got her to the hospital and they basically put her into a drug induced coma. Right. 
um, as the, as she passed. Now, this woman grew up believing she was fat because that's what her mama told her. Yep. She grew up um, needing to satisfy a dictatorial father. Um, she was never good enough. Mm-hmm. And let's just say there were many abuses in her life because she was also a multiple personality, right? Lots of things for her to overcome in her, her life. Now, yeah. did she overcome them? No, of course not. That's why she died. Um, she learned to manage, you know, and, and um, managing her multiple personalities. That's what she learned to do was to manage them sometimes. Sometimes they won, right? Um, and so when people hold back, because it's honest to goodness, if you think you're not good enough, if you think you're not strong enough, if you think you're not well enough, if you think you're not enough on anything, you know, connect with Liz, connect with me, because we'd be happy to sit down with you and, you know, on the ground, lotus position, hold your hand and, and help you guide you through um, to a better side, because I don't want to see anyone else die of septic because they don't think they're thin enough or they're pretty enough or they're smart enough or they're anything enough, right? And those are the types of things, certainly not to that level that you're dealing with. Yeah, there's a lot of self-shaming that goes on and, um, and that's not healthy. And that sometimes contributes to the issues, right. you know? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because we make choices based on our belief system. Right. And even um, so, for example, I know a woman who is a hoarder, was a hoarder. Right. And hoarding is a form of self-abuse. Right. She came from an abusive background. Right. And it wasn't until she had to clean up. There was she, you know, her husband, I mean, she was ready to lose everything, right? She had to clean up and she sought help, right? And, and it was brutal to let go and throw things away yeah. because you're letting go of love because you need that affirmation, yes. right? Yep. You know, and that's, I think, is one thing that people get from you that they don't get in the big box gym. And it's not just you, your trainers, you're very, very particular about who comes into their, into your place. And, um, and it's positive motivation, right? It's, it's looking at, you know, I mean, I can't remember the first time, you know, one of your trainers looked at me and went, Oh my God, Gail, have you seen how skinny you got? And and I'm like, no, (laughs) Because you don't, I see myself as the day I walked in. It wasn't until I put pictures to get beside each other that I went, oh my God, <laughs> look at the difference. And that's what happens with everybody with the self-image, right? You yeah. project what's in your mind, not what reality is. Yes. Right. And so, um, so talk about some of, some of the self-image things that you help people with. Um, well, for one, we do not allow people to body shame themselves in my gym. <laughs> if I hear that, we immediately have a conversation. Because <laughs> um, we do, we teach people to love their bodies no matter what, because it's your body. And 
you're going to make the process a lot more difficult if you're consistently telling yourself that you're fat, you're ugly, you don't love yourself, things like that. So one, it creates a lot more stress on the body. And two, like you said, you are what you believe. So if you believe that you're fat and unhealthy and whatever it is that's going through your mind, then that's what's going to happen. Um, it works in every aspect of life. If you believe you're poor, you're going to be poor. If you believe that you don't deserve something you, like the, winning the lottery, you're never going to win. Right. And um, so it's the same. But even if you did, you would lose it. Right. Well, I actually know people that have won the lottery, won millions of dollars, and they're flat broke. I know people more than one, too, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah. So because, because it's the same choices, they haven't changed, right? Exactly. They're still yes. making choices. And so, um, so I guess if we talk about this, you know, I wrote also wrote down follow through, um, making time, making excuses, you know, the feeling of failure. So you may, made a comment about people um, when they don't honor their commitment, start to feel like failures, right? Yes. So that's when you step back on that durable wheel, right? Yep. Yeah. And, um, and we do check-ins once a month with everyone to make sure that they're staying on track and that they're getting the results they want. So we, we actually see a lot less of that than your typical gym because we stay on top of it before it happens. Like we know, we can see the trends, we know what's happening. So I know if someone needs a little more help or they need to outsource something. Um, I have a lot of connections with different people who do different things. So um, if somebody's struggling with something that I specifically don't help with, I tend to be like, hey, you know, I can see X, Y, Z. I think you should talk to this person. They could really help you with that. And it will help you just in life in general. Um, so whether that's like hormonal things or headaches or, um, you know, life things, you know, sending someone to someone like you to help them with something that they're struggling with. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's easy when you're in a place that's so small and connected and personalized, you know, cause I, I know my clients really well and I, I can see when they're struggling with something and I hear it in their words and I pick up on things like that. So, um, yeah, so we're able to help people kind of before it gets to a point where they can't be helped, if that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, um, so thank you. This, by the way, folks, you know, we talked about five minutes before recording and Hey, you know, um, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Mindset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, seriously, just talk about the things that, that we do. And there's a reason why I'm drawn to, to this gym. So, you know, I moved to New Hampshire now it's three years ago, but immediately I started looking for a personal trainer and I, you know, worked with a personal trainer who he was not a personal trainer. He had this list of these, this is the, the set of exercises you do the first month. Here's the set of exercises you do. Well, that's not a personal trainer. 
I can go online and do that. And so, no, I'm not interested. So I worked out with him for about a month and then then left. And then I went to the big box gym that's in town, right? Um, went to one of their classes and it was mobbed and people like running all over the place and running and doing this and running and doing that. I'm like, oh, holy shit, no, <laughs> right? I, I, the chaos was ridiculous. And I never was one to go into a gym and work on machines. It's just not who I am. Um, yeah. And so when I met you, I'm like, okay, so let's check out what she's doing, right? And um, I was like, okay, this is more my style, right? And because I had a trainer, a personal trainer when I was on the West Coast. And so I was looking for that feel, right? Of yeah. a personal trainer, right? Yes. Personal, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, so you make sure, um, yes, you will have other trainers, not just Liz, but Liz shows up. Um, she's involved with every aspect of the training that's going on. Even if there's someone else running a class, it doesn't mean that Liz is, she's the one who's doing the programming. She is the one who's following your chart and she shows up from time to time and will take over that class so that she knows that you're doing your exercises right that you're showing the improvement that you're expected to show at a certain point in time um, uh, and to make sure that everything's perfect. And so part of that challenge is dealing with people who want to self-sabotage, who have low self-esteem, who don't believe they deserve, you know, to, to, to be better, to look better, right. Um, to, to maintain a healthy life. And, um, and so Liz, Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Um, so you can find me on Facebook at Renovate Fit, um, facebook.com slash or at Renovate Fit. Um, yeah, slash Renovate Fit, sorry. Um, <laughs> you can call or text me. My phone number is 603-216-2272. Or you can email me, liz at renovatefit.com. Excellent. And I'll have this in the description anyway, so people can copy the awesome. link Yep, if they want to. And so thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, everybody, thank you. for listening to us. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast. If any of this resonated with you, by all means, please like it, comment it. If you know someone who maybe um, could gain some insight from this conversation, please do share this with your friends and help them get fit for the new year coming up. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Liz. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.